Welcome to NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with your host, D. Klein. Hey, welcome to NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with D. Klein. Today, my guest is the award-winning artist, Tori Bryant. Tori Bryant, welcome to the Non-Fungible Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to chat about all there is to do with NFTs and not NFTs. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been looking through your Twitter feed and it's kind of neat because I've seen all these little clips of you talking in your little <laughs> Twitter. And now I'm talking to you. And it's, I don't know. I always find that such a thrill, just meeting such cool people. So you've done some pretty amazing stuff in your career. Yeah, you know, um, it's funny about the recordings on, on Twitter. Um, I felt like I, you know, I feel like sometimes I have two thumbs when I'm tweeting and I'm like, mm. and I have a kid hanging off my leg and another kid asking me to spell a word, which by the way, I'm horrible at spelling. And then <laughs> I send the tweet and I realize that it doesn't even make any sense. And hmm. so that seems to this be like my life lately. Is, yeah. Me. So well, so then I started doing videos and it's funny. Oh, I, I had see. like okay. 12 takes because my daughter would jump in and be like, mom. <laughs> And so, but at least it's more, I'm like, okay, I have to watch it first anyway. And so if there's something I really want to say and like not mess up with my words, I'm just like, I'm going to say it because that is the only way my communication will work. <laughs> I've never done the video thing. I don't really have a, a visual presence on Twitter. I don't know if, I even know if people know what I look like because I always present myself as a zombie or a comic book character. I think um, it's really good though yeah, because you connect with your audience and then you know you're human and you're not, you know, trying to be something you're not, you know, you're you're being real. Mhm. Not that I get you're it. not. I get it. not well, and not. I'm not really into the anonymity part of it anyway because, you know, when I started this all, I started with my name and Yeah, me too. You know. Everybody else is like using all these things and I was like Oh. Yeah, and bandanas and masks and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm, maybe I started <laughs> Too late. this. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And then I had like, I had like a hundred followers. I was like, oh no, that was really complicated to get those followers. I am not turning around now. This is it. I'm not backing out <laughs> the now. The first hundred are the hardest. The first thousand, the first, every, every time you get a follow, every time I get a follow, I look the person up, I check them out. I like, it's just, it's like such an honor for every single follow because it really is. And then when you're you're doing what you're doing, you know that, you know, these people are following you because you're doing something different or special or they like what you're saying. And it's like, then you kind of have to speak your truth because people want to hear what you have to say. At least that's what I'm saying. And then when you lose a follow, you're like, oh, they didn't like that saying what I just <laughs> said. But at least you're like, well, you know, at least you know where you stand with people. Yeah, I find that a bit mysterious, all of that. There's days where, you know, it'll go up five and then go down four and then go up three and then go down two and i'm like what like how's what that is I, going i don't know on? if it's that twitter's filtering out some that are just bots or whatever or yeah the bot thing confuses me yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah so is the twitter game kind of a newer thing for you then oh it's so new it's as new as when i started minting on nft world okay um, so you kind of entered twitter land at the same yep. time I'm, I'm not even going to pretend that I'm not going to pretend that I didn't say a million times before I started that I would never join Twitter okay. because it's all words and people are, it's all political and you know, all of this left and right. And my wife loves Twitter. I'm like, and I would be like, yeah, no, 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 no. 
And then when I heard about <laughs> NFTs, I was just like, oh, it's on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's where the big community is. And you're like, great. <laughs> like, okay. And you know what's so funny? And I, I think it's really important to, to say, and so you know, or anybody who's trying to get into this or doing this, that, that you are not alone. When I signed up for Twitter, I literally didn't pay attention to my username the mm -hmm. first time. Mm -hmm. So I think I have two accounts floating around. Okay. And so I couldn't get into the account because I couldn't remember my username. And uh... so I was like, oh, I have to pay attention to my username. <laughs> so the Tory Bryant 20, I think I had to get the 20 because I messed up the first time. So it's your so own name that's already Probably, taken yeah. and you unless can't get a, your unless own name. Unless there's a Tory Bryant. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh, crap. But now I kind of like the 20 and I'm like, ooh, I need to attach something. I need to put a story to the 20. So right here mm. today, I'm saying it means nothing, but maybe I should make it mean something. Mm. Like I have 20 kids. That's or I've, you know, yeah, that's probably too many kids. Maybe I'll do it something. I don't need to get 20 <laughs> kids to make that real. Um, but yeah, so maybe the 20 will start to mean something. But mine, yeah, has, started... mine has an underscore at the beginning because somebody else has decline. And then you're just like, oh, what if someone forgets decline. the underscore? You know, it's like, ah, it's so complicated. <laughs> it's annoying. Um, but yeah, I started um, with the Twitter. I had no idea how to use the app. I also, at the around the same time, I started Instagram because... Mm, okay. I'm I'm not I'm not a huge social media or wasn't a huge wasn't I should use wasn't now wasn't huge at social media. Um, I feel Instagram's really confusing to use. Um, mm. That's just again coming from me. Um, I'm, I find there's I barriers guess, on Instagram. It's like why can't I just put a link here? You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. That's <laughs> what I mean. It's like it's like oh, if you look it up and you're like, if you want to do this, you have to go through this, 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 and then go into here, turn left, and then go straight for a month. And I'm just like, can you just let me link it like all of the other applications? So I started I them around pain. the same time. Yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, I and I had a website. So I felt like I, mm -hmm. I because of my age, I think social media was past, you know, so it's like an old person jumping onto a new process. And right. and, and how I do you do fellow kids kind of feeling? Yeah, very feeling. That's one of my first NFTs. Oh, <laughs> It's just That's a simple awesome. gonna... black and white picture. I was like, how do you do fellow kids? You know, because I was like, I feel like a, I, I, awesome. I felt, you know, I'm this old guy, you know? Yeah. I feel like, so. I feel like an old person in the social media world. And, but I, I am more than happy to say that that's how I feel, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm screwing up left and right with it. But um, I joined and I just started um, trying to collect followers and understand how I, how I, because without followers, you can't get exposure. Right. You need it. Yeah. You need friends. And for what I didn't re realize when I did this was that I would not only collect followers, but I was creating, I, I was building my own community and or, be, or building with others to create a community. And I swear to God, I've never had such a close knit of family um, within a space. And I've mm. never been so connected with a group of people in real life. So the fact that I feel like I would love to visit and we should have like a huge party somewhere that we all meet yes. is kind of amazing. And I would go, usually yeah, I'd, yeah. Like, yeah, I'll go to that. I'd really go to that, For which sure. is, um, I would be excited to go to that. Um, so yeah, that's how I started. I started with that. And when I started Twitter, I was 
I knew that um, there was open sea and I knew there was rareable. Right. Um, I looked, I had a friend, um, Amrit, um, what's his full tag, his name, Amrit Toy Design or Amrit Toy something. Um, I recognize it. Yeah, he's really talented, super innovative in the space. And he mm -hmm. was doing it. And I'd met him on um, LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, um, hey, I sold my first NFT. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, didn't think anything of it. And then mm -hmm. I saw, wow, you made bank <laughs> on that. And, I mean, to sell a toy face for four grand, I was like, what? And then, you know, okay. And then two weeks later, he was like, hey, I start, I went on another platform and I sold another one. And I was like, what? And when he came back on his for the punk series and sold two for like 17 grand, I was like, um, okay. Hi, Amrit. Um, what are you doing? What are you talking about? You know, um, and because I'm not gonna lie, I'm in it for the money. I'm in it to not work anymore in the real world. And I'm in it to um, support my family and do my own art and give my message and support women and like all of these things. And for the first time, I think I can actually do it. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. 40, almost 45. And I'm just like, oh my God, I can actually um, do the dreams that I've always had, you know? It's I mean, amazing. Had a, yeah. it, it's it's amazing. Wild. Yep. Um, so I, you know, I just created my Twitter page, um, knew that there were these options, but my mom was a potter, um, and an mm. artist as well, okay. did craft shows growing up mm -hmm. ever since it was like three, I've been helping her. I mean, really helping her. And, um, so you've got the 3d modeling, like in your blood. Oh my God. I've got art in my blood. It's so deep. It's kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, and she was doing craft shows, but she wouldn't do craft shows that didn't do some kind of jury system. And she was just like, because if you mm. do those shoes, you're not going to get the correct audience coming through your pages. You're going to get people that are also like looking for deals and flea markets type okay. things. And so because she said that, um, there was something in my head and I still believe it that if you do, a, um, if you get into a program or a marketplace that has been curated and or that has a filtering system, if you look at what's there and you like what you see, it's going to continue being that format. But if you go into a place and you can, you can get all these different ranges of things and you're like, well, this isn't my thing, but this is my thing and so on. Um, I felt like it was really important to get into a space that kind of like spoke what I was trying to speak. Okay. And I also felt like when I searched my name and foundation or someone's name, it would come up and in Rarible and OpenSea, it was like, oh my God, how do I find people? And so I decided mm -hmm. to go with foundation. So, but I needed to get invited. So I was kind of tweeting and getting established and doing mm -hmm. paintings and like, hey, you know, going to all the hair, go to invites. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know what it was hard yeah. it was hard and it was it was um humbling mm -hmm. this process has been very humbling because well i mean no one you, likes you at first for the context for listeners you're an award-winning artist i like, am you've I, won I, with your team in creating works you've won a golden globe you've won an oscar you've won bafta awards correct yeah and the oscar is actually a science and technology oscar mm -hmm. 
So it's not for film that we created. It's for the innovation of 3D right? printing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About, explain that a little bit. Like, what was your involvement in that particularly? Um, so with the 3D printer, um, I was with a small team um, at the very beginning. So Coraline, to give you some, some you know, context, Coraline was hand-painted, meaning all the faces that went on to Coraline, this is a stop-motion film. Right. And so the idea is a face like in Claymation, Mm-hmm. Stop motion is like you take a face that has been somehow made, you put it onto the puppet, take a picture, take off the face, put another face, put another face, picture, 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 and so on. When you play it like a flip book, it plays the movie. Sure. So the what Leica was known for, other than a lot of things, right? Their beautiful stop motion animations, what Leica was known for was their 3D innovation. Right. Which all the faces were 3D printed in this big machine. In first Coraline, they were printed in resin, like a plastic with no color, maybe white, let's say. And then it would go to the paint department, which I happen to be in on Coraline. You would hand paint, you'd spray, prime, coat, and then lipstick, eyebrows, blush, freckles, all of it were all hand painted. Every single face was hand painted. And it, was, it wasn't just you hand paint it and move on. You would hand paint all of the tray of cookies that you do, you put in a grabber, play them all together next to each other in sequence mm-hmm. and see if you would see any flickering. If you right. did see flickering, you'd have to go back and start adjusting your paint job. So every single face through the transition of a smile or an eyebrow lift, all the eyebrows had to be perfect enough to to next to each other to be able to be convincing without like all these pops and crazy mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. elements. That was Coraline, 3D printed. So then when we get to the next movie, we're like, honestly, and I'm not even I'm not even joking. I think the conversation behind the scenes, which I was not privy to, was I don't think the painters will be able to sustain another movie. I think this would have been the conversation. Too, too draining, you mean? Like just I think burnt yes, out I kind think the thing? painters will kill themselves and are burnt out. And I think they have post traumatic syndrome, like literally <laughs> PTSD. And they were like, I what do we do? It. We that have seems... right. Man. And and it's true because when I got onto the second movie, I was splitting departments. I was in the paint department to do maquettes and puppets and silicone. And I was in the RP department to work on this new 3D color printer. Right. When I was in the paint department doing maquettes, I was okay. But every time I had to do something that was like, this has to be identical um, in in with hand painting, but in a very specific format there was so much anxiety because I felt like my body was just like, I was like, I don't remember. And thank God. Right. And so that gave, that was why I was so driven to make this printer work. Um, So I was in the RP. They asked me when I was coming back, they said, Tori, we're doing 3d printing again, but this time we want to do it in color. Um, Our department and our team is not able to get the printers to print anything. And we're, we're asking you to come half into this department and half into that to try to get the printers to work. And so I literally went in and started, you know, screwing around with the machines and just studying how the machines worked and the the ins and the outs, the materials and so on, and um, established a color profiling system and format where the printers then started to print um, the texture maps and the images that we wanted. That was step one. Get the mm-hmm, printer mm-hmm. to actually print. I'm talking like freckles. I don't care what color they are. Just print the goddamn freckles. Uh-huh. 
And then finally it started printing freckles and then it was like, okay, it's working. We found the, the correct file format, the sizing, the whatever we have to do there. And then it was about applying paint and color because the profile color for the printer would be like, this is green. And then you really actually know it's blue or it's supposed to be purple, but it's red. And so we had to literally, I had to start from scratch, create a huge profiling system for it. And then once I got that, um, then painting techniques and formats and styles and processes to make the printer print at the highest fidelity that it could um, mm -hmm. because these printers weren't made for tiny i mean the faces were the size of your ipad your little right, ipad right, right. case that's okay that was as big as they were um and so it was getting all of that little detail that you wanted um printed on the face and so that's where it started and on paranorman i got it to work and i was matching the maquette faces um where it was like holy shit it's it's like working and by by box trolls, I had the printing process down where you couldn't tell the difference. You didn't know which one was the maquette and which one was the print because it was wow. like, I just had it down um, to that degree. Um, and so we won the Oscar for this innovation. And so how did I, That's thank amazing. you, thank you. So when you ask how I contributed, um, I contributed a big way because mm -hmm. without you know that element of the technology that we, there was no way that we could have, you know, we wouldn't have used it. They literally told me in Paranorman, this is the process we want to use. We can't make it work. Tori, if, if you can't make it work, then we can't use it. It's and no we go. have to rethink and we might have to like not do the movie. And I was like, oh, awesome. <laughs> A little pressure. Okay. <laughs> it's you know, all you know. on you. <laughs> yeah. And you know, if, and, and maybe they knew me well. Uh -huh. Maybe they didn't, but that is definitely the way to talk to me to make me, you know, find a way to make something work. It's like, just tell me the world will end and I will find a way <laughs> to make the process work well, so okay, we don't yeah. all die. So you work well under pressure. I work really well under pressure. Um, so yeah, that's how I started. And, you know, like you said, the golden, uh, we got, we got a bunch of things under our belt as, at Leica, which is super exciting. And then when I moved on to, um, after that, I moved on to Nike and I worked um, side by side with Tinker Hatfields, um, who's, you know, a huge designer at uh, started, he brought Jordan in. Um, he's basically makes the world go around. I, I worked in the, um, the innovation, the space kitchen, and then went into deep space. Mm -hmm. um, again, I brought the 3D printing technology within that space and set it all up and got it all running and did a lot of design. And one of the pieces and projects that I worked very heavily on, um, while in that specific department, um, the space kitchen or a deep space, because I had two different groups, um, is called Retina. And it's actually showing at Kew Gardens right now. And okay. it's something that won't be coming out for years, but the innovation is all color processing and technology. And um, um, I, I designed the shoe. I helped get those printers to pr same concept to print design and innovation in color. And um, I'm super proud of that as well. Awesome. And now I'm awesome. here. Yeah. You want so NFTs? So when you're in NFTs and the thing that I find so liberating about NFTs, and I've said this before is, there isn't some company saying, hey, you got to do this, right? No. But you're saying you work well under pressure. So how do you reconcile that? Like where you're just now like, hey, I can do whatever I want. Like how? Uh, well, okay. The, First of all, there? I'm a Sagittarius. Hey, me too. And, oh, and look at what you're doing. Who's telling you to do these blogs or these podcasts, yeah, right? We are, <laughs> we are, 
I really, I truly believe this is um, I have so much energy. I have energy mm. for 12 people. Um, I think that really helps me. My, so when the pandemic started, we all are home. We're mm -hmm. like, we're taking breaks from our work and our jobs because everybody's like on lockdown. You started ramping up again, but for a good chunk of time, you're like, <laughs> you know, looking at you like, oh God, I got to paint the walls. Oh God, I don't want to paint the walls. Like what else can I do? And you know, what I hadn't realized was, you know, I've, I've done art, like I said, ever since I was a baby, like I was, mm -hmm. I was, you know, doing art. And every day, every day, every day, every day. Like I, I like the story for so many artists, right? And, but what I didn't realize growing up and even until now, what I didn't realize is that working in a professional manner as an artist in film, in design, I was being fulfilled every day. I was not doing my own work because I had plenty of design, art, thought, process, brain, you know, sure. all good. Didn't you were fully engaged anyway. Yeah. fully engaged and before i got professional i was fine art doing ebay doing like anything related to art it was right. i was doing art my mom craft shows and someone doing her art and so i was fulfilled so then when this pandemic came i was kind of sitting around and i realized i there was this urge to just do art it was like where is this coming from it's mm -hmm. like holy cripes like this is happening because i'm not doing art and it was, it's so, it's so my, it's so me, like art is me. I don't, I didn't choose this. It's like breathing out, right? Me. Yes. It's like breathing. So <laughs> I was like, like, oh, I got to do art. And this NFT thing kept popping up and I was like, oh, maybe I'll put, you know, like. I'll... So who turned you on to it again? Who was the first Amrit. Amrit. Yes, right. Yep. So, so I was like, okay, um, I'm going to do this. And so I was just like, okay, so what do I do? what do i do right so for me crap i'm like do, do i do what what field do i like what element i have so many different angles and sure. and then i think this is one of the artist's biggest problems right now and people dm me all the time they're like how do i which one do i choose do i not choose? and i'm just like okay first you need to calm down right <laughs> and just like let your center yourself and just say what do i love yeah. So my first thing was, I love oil painting. That is my thing. Mm -hmm. That will always be my thing. But I felt kind of wrong about taking a picture of my oil painting and posting it and NFTing it. Okay. I was kind of like, uh, because I felt like people were going to criticize and judge me for not being a, I'm doing air quotes, digital artist. Hmm. Like I'm just, you know, it's good. so like I was having these feelings like everybody has. I'm sure mm -hmm. there are a lot of traditional artists out like there. They're not on this space because of this feeling. Okay, I know what you mean. So I happen to have all of it. They feel it, like right? it doesn't belong all... in some sense. Yeah, they feel like they don't, that that they're gonna be kicked out because they're not, they're real digital. They're like fake, you know what I mean? They're like <laughs> taking a picture of something that really exists and so on. Well, that, that's how I felt. So then I was just like, okay, well, no problem. I'm gonna take a painting and then I'm going to bring it into the digital format. And then I'm going to build a story around. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to digitally paint with the painting. And then I'm going to add motion graphics to it. And the reason why I added motion graphics is because I saw that the, the top two sellers were, you know, motion graphics and 3D or, you know, like those were the, mm -hmm, at that mm -hmm. point. So it's like, okay, I'm building a, I'm building a, a brand, I'm building a story, and this is how I'm going to do it. So my first painting was of a painting I had done 
um, for a little um, show at Leica because everybody was doing it. I was like, okay, I'll paint for that. And that was the first time I had done it in years. And I was like, oh, this is fun. I forgot how much I loved painting. And so I did like a series of like eight or 10 paintings. And so I took one of those and the painting I took, it was funny. I took it because it was like, no one wanted it. And when I say that is because I had that painting sold. And when the people came to pick it up, they said, I'm so sorry, Tori. This is so they, they wanted it. They called and said they wanted it. And then months later they were able to come because they weren't, they were from San Francisco. Okay. And then they came to our house and they're like, we're so sorry. I can't buy that painting from you. And I was mm. like, Oh, okay. They'll say, they said, we will take any other painting wow. you have but not that painting. And the painting was of a police car. Okay, okay, yep. And no one wanted it. In fact, my wife wouldn't even let me hang it up in the house. So oh. she said, put it in the closet and turn it around. You're talking the gaslighting piece? Mm-hmm, the gaslighting okay. piece. So I was like, oh crap, okay. Well, I I was like, this is bigger. Bring the, the, this image out. And it was like, well, this is gonna be, this is gonna tell a really good story. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I'm gonna tell a story about this cop car and I'm gonna tell it. And, and it was a real story. It's like, this story is real. This is about something that people are seeing as negative now. And let's mm -hmm. talk about why it's negative and that whole kind of concept. And I'm based in Portland, Oregon right now. and hi, I'm the, you know, the hub of protests and, you know, Black Lives Matter. And, you know, we are about equality here right now. We're fighting for it every day. And I said, well, this is kind of perfect. Yeah. So my wife really wanted that car on fire. I have a wow. version of that car in flames. And I was like, honey, I just don't think my first painting should be <laughs> that violent like let's just pull it back a little and so and you know and she's an art director and so mm -hmm. she she is really um really good has a really good eye especially for my work and so once my wife says it's good i'm like yes <laughs> don't need to touch it but until she says it i'm like oh my god do you do you check in with her on a lot of your work then before All you of it. it okay all of my work and it's not complete until she's is like okay i get it that's cool if she See, has my, my wife she's like i don't know you're the artist oh my god she's <laughs> she's my wife is such a an art director such an artist yeah that's nice having that kind of oh yeah she's elevated my work by 50 percent. no joke like um that series that i did for leica was so good because she was just like you got to do Does this your wife and i was do nfts as well um, no, no, okay. she has no interest, no oh. interest. And I'm like, that's cool. That's she's not into the technology and she doesn't, you know, she's like, you do it, you become famous and we're all good. I'm like, awesome. Right. <laughs> right. So it was like, I did this. So I did this painting. I, it was in flames. So I was like, I can't do that. She's like, okay. And then I was like, okay, how am I going to change this? Cause she would keep looking at me and go, why are you doing that? I'm like, God damn it, go away. <laughs> and then I finally was like, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a, a, sim a nod to the original box that this car was in. And I'm mm -hmm. going to change matchbox to matchbook. And I'm going to put gaslighting series, which wasn't there. And I'm going to start telling a story that's very subtle. Mm -hmm. But if anybody is watching their TV or looking at the internet or walking around town or have any idea about where we are in the world and aren't blind, um, this story is going to make sense. And so I did it and I did the whole thing. And then I did the whoop, 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 whoop. And, um, and showed my wife and she was like, 
yes. And I was like, thank God. You know, because she was like, flames, flames, flames. And then I was like, no. And I changed. Blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh my God. Yeah, that's totally cool. I'm really, she's like, and you know what she called me? Clever. Nice. And that was the beginning of my NFT <laughs> career. When your wife calls you clever, I could be feeling. done. I could, I could have just been done by right there. I'd be like, okay, I'm done. I don't need to do anything else in life. My wife called me clever. So that's you know, where it started. That was the painting. When, when I looked at the work and I read the description, you know, and you talk about copaganda, and uh, I was really struck by that. And I thought back to like my teenage years watching like Miami Vice and, you know, those kinds yeah. of shows where it's like these white guys taking down people of color and all the people of color they were always the villains they're yeah. always static characters you know yeah. and they were always you know portrayed in a bad light and it never occurred to me like i wasn't seeing that i was essentially being brainwashed yeah. right you know well and, and that's yeah that's a big part of it that word brainwashed right mm -hmm. so when you start looking at all my work I feel like that work, that, that word can be threaded through every single piece is mm. children and young people being brainwashed at an early age. And uh, like you said, and I think that's important. You're like, I was just watching the show. I didn't even realize right. I'm just playing with the squirt gun. I'm just playing with the Pez gun. I'm just playing with cops and yeah, robbers. Yeah. Let's I'm just talk playing... about that piece. Let's talk about right? that piece. That's a cool piece. The uh, just like the real thing, just like the real yeah, thing. I, as a kid too, I played with toy guns all the time. Yeah, yeah, you know? we all did. We all yeah. did. And then you know, especially squirt guns and Nerf guns and all of that. And I'm, you know, that's it's not me saying, "Hey, stop your kids from doing these things." It's me. It's me saying, "We created this mess that we are in right now, yeah. and we need to." We need to accept that and stop hiding from the fact that these messages are out there. And 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 the other message I really want to make is stop making it so easy for me to paint these paintings. Right. Like right, I don't even right. have to dig very hard where I'm like, oh, Pez gun. Again, this was another painting I had painted. Love the look of Pez and that whole thing. Love, love the look, love, you know, love Pez, right? And so I, um, this, there's this really cool space gun, um, translucent one. And so I had a painting that I had done, um, inspired by that. And then I was like, oh, well, that's my next painting. I'm going to take that. So I took the Pez painting, photographed it, brought it into space, worked up the blah, 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 had a million different compositions, tried to figure out what my message was and then digitally painted and added the plastic cellophane cardstock and, you know, grabbed some real um, advertisements um, and just, you know, made it appropriate for what I was doing and changed some things and, and you know, and so on and so forth. And so if you look at it, you can see the, the boy shooting the gun into the girl's mouth. Right. That is a real advertisement the only thing i did was i did it in illustrator like i did it myself but then i took them and i put them closer together right and you know changed the hand like but it was like it was because ultimately when you looked at the picture he was shooting at her right so i yes. just was like Boo. and she's just because, laughing it, and smiling yeah and i was like my paintings i pull and get inspired by things but then i'm also like well this message is already like i'm i'm making the message obvious to what it actually was even though people don't want to talk about at the heart of it it's pretty is. disturbing it's pretty disturbing and children right? died from that gun 
children are you serious on that candy absolutely and they had to discontinue it and so it's like hey there's so many messages in this right it's like hey we've taught our kids to be comfortable with these weapons we're Mm -hmm. saying it's okay to shoot other kids in the eye or in the face or in the mouth like and these this is a message and if you look even there's a gun permit that's a real gun permit from the company that came with every gun so it's like the and so i'm like you know and it, you know we always we've been talking a lot about this and and, and i feel like i'm on sort of on a, a border of this is like people talking about you know are we plagiarizing and all of these things because that's a big thing right now and i'm I'm, I'm like on that border where I'm, I'm extracting. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, I'm kind of doing a little bit of collage. And when I'm pulling images to use as part of my reference. So I'm, I always feel like, how much do I recreate? But at the same time, the message is so real that I have to pull stuff and use it. Even if I recreate it to say, listen, um, I'm inspired by this. I'm bringing, it's not actually the art. It's not part of the art. It's part of the story in my mm-hmm. art, right? Cause the guns paint, like all of these things, but that's always like a, a, when I'm doing my work, I'm like, okay, what do I need to change to make sure people aren't confused? Like, I'm not, I'm not like, Hey, this was mine. And I, you know, it's like telling a story and yeah. And mixing it all together and saying, listen, my objective is to tell you how sick this is <laughs> in some ways, but at the same time, it's a cool painting and, it, and I don't want it to be so sick that people are like, I can't buy that. No, it's fun. It's about something we all remember as kids, but let's just remember that we're, we're here where we are today because of these stories. It's that fine line you have to walk between, you know, feeling depressed about it and melancholic right? yes. and taking that and using humor in a sense Yeah, yeah. to kind of go, guys, look, this is seriously messed up. Like, well, in right. you know, it's it's true. It's like the fine line of giving. Um, I I think what it's saying. If I was to like think about this now, right? This is something we, we're processing it together. It's you know the word unconscious bias. Mm. We are unconscious that these stories have affected us, or that mm-hmm. that we've been brainwashed by them, or don't want to admit to it. But they've all, they've affected all of us. And I'm not saying they've affected us in a bad way, but when we put it into context, it's not a good thing in some ways, you know? It's not a good thing. It's like the saying, the medium is the message. Yeah. Right? And you look at something like these guns, and it's like, that's the message, you know? That's That's the message. That's what these companies are conveying to the consumers. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like this... um, you have the next painting. If I did it in order, the next one would be um, the equality, which is it's you know it's called, you know I called it the wedding, but mm-hmm. I should have called it bittersweet, mm. because it's about a gay couple um, finally being able to be married. But mm-hmm. we are on a Polaroid film processing system. We are mm-hmm. not in the digital wor- the digital world like everybody else. We are still so far behind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are like, no, we're all equal. And I'm like, well, when I need to adopt my own child to call them my child, we are not all equal. Mm-hmm. When I have to pay money to adopt my own kid, that's not equality, people. That's <laughs> fucked up. Um, so 
I didn't even ask you about how many times it's, I can swear. Sorry about it's that. It's okay. I just put an explicit warning on it. Don't worry about it. I'd be like, she's very verbal. Oh. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's just a message about where we are in times. Um, it's also very, it's very, this this story is really interesting. Again, brings back into my wife where I took a painting from an old series of these two little people characters, right? And I was like, okay, I'm gonna use this as my next image. So I've like set myself now, by the way, I'm out of paintings that I actually have in my home. So now I'm painting my paintings again mm, because okay. I run out of, of resources. I'm like, wow, that was stupid. Now it's triple the work. <laughs> I got an oil paint, I got a digital paint and then do motion graphics. It's like, ooh, that was a smart play, but I love what I'm doing. So, so I had, you know, just in like a Polaroid picture and I had finished it and animated it. And I'm looking at my wife's like, that's great. And I was like, no. No, it's not. It's not great yet. And she's like, "What are you talking about? It's fine. Just, just like at this point, she's just minting. Just minting. Just doing. I'm like, you know, you realize what minting means? It's on the blockchain forever. You know, like. <laughs> and so, um, I was sitting and eating. We're talking. It's not right. And then out of the blue, we were just doing something. I was like, Oh my god, I figured it out. And she's like, You're crazy. And I realized that it would be so cool if it was coming out of camera. Like it was mm -hmm. just the process and the development. And I was just like. Oh man, and if and I just imagined if I could really mimic how a Polaroid comes out and how it comes into screen and fade, like I was, and I had such fun with that painting because I had thought I was done though I wasn't thrilled and then took it back and created a new composition and brought this camera into it. And I was like, so pleased with the outcome. And my wife was like, Wow. I just love the expressions yeah. on these little Playmobil dudes' faces. Like, it's just it's so funny. It's just perfect. They're like, mm. There's a certain ambivalence to it, you know? That's, yeah. It's, it's, great. it's, it's so funny. Um, so that was that one. That one was pretty, um, pretty open on, uh, in the description. I think I love much. the texture you create in the, in the painting. What's your technique for that? You mean the texture on the back, in the back where yeah, you can yeah. see that's brush strokes. That's all that is, eh? Yeah, just a lot of paint on the brush and brushstroke. It's lovely, very nice. Thank you. And uh, you know, some of the um, work when I want to keep it consistent, I have panels of brushstroke. Okay. <laughs> and if I need, I will photograph my brushstroke if I so have So this a isn't huge... something where you've like prepared it with a gesso or something and that's given it a texture to start with? That's just the I, texture no, from the brushes this, itself? the brush. So I okay. gesso the panels and I sand them right. down smooth. Okay. And then all of my brushstroke is, um, yeah, I just love to put thick. And I love the idea of thin and thick and materials between each other. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I know I've talked about this in the past, but um, my wife has asked me, a lot of people has, have asked me, why don't you just start digital and just then go to, you know, that process. And I said, because when I'm painting, I have this part of my brain working. Okay. And that brain is like composition, color, feeling, texture. And I am married or I am, there's a collaboration between me and the medium, me and okay. the process. Okay. And I am limited mm -hmm. to what my hands and my physical, what I can do. Mm -hmm. it, it, and it keeps me laser focused on the object. It's about how I'm feeling about this subject, it, like this whole thing, right? Once I bring it into the computer, then another part of my brain turns on and now it's about the story and I've got the internet. Like I can pull in and it's just review, like I can, I can figure out such a broad story, but like that's distracting if you start with that. But if I bring in the painting is leading the story and then I'm, 
pulling it all together by doing digital painting and bringing in collage-esque stuff and and being inspired and now i'm clipping moving rotating mm -hmm. everything's moving on the canvas and then i come and i'm like this is the story this is what i've come to is this story then i start to digitally paint and bring it all together and sew and stitch and do all that fun stuff and then by then it's the third element which is motion graphics so it's like i every process opens up a different part of your brain and so it's really, I'm gonna open this window so I can actually see you. Um, so it's really important to um, go through all of the steps that I go through because it uses a different part of my brain when I'm doing it. But there's an appeal to it having that an analog quality to begin with too, just visually. Oh yeah, that, um, that like you said, painting textures, like different yeah. textures to a painting is super rad. Mm -hmm. um, and then you come to the last painting I've posted, at least on foundation, and uh, it's called Do Me, Be Me. Mm -hmm. And it is, it's a very, um, a very telling story about the toy industry. And I didn't know how, this. Right? Well, that's yeah. what's so fun about it is all these yeah. stories are so fun to yes. tell, right? Um, and it's about, um, a doll that was made before Barbie and Lily, and she was sold at smoke shops for men. For men, and it was kind of like this sexy little figurine kind yes. of idea. Yes, and they would buy them for gag gifts for bachelor parties, and they would hang them in their cars. Mm -hmm. And then men decided to um, buy it for their toy company and sell it to their children. And so the only way I can really, really simply say um, men, and I say men, and I don't mean to put you all in a bucket. That's not my intention, but it was like, it's like, how do you describe it back in the day? But it's like, sure. it's a male industry making a toy for adult deciding that that's appropriate and and they're they're gawking at this this doll and yeah. they're um they want to have sex with her she's actually a call it's girl a sexual in a cartoon yeah. it's a mm -hmm. yeah she's a call girl in a cartoon like she's a real mm -hmm. cartoon and so and then they're just like hey i have a good idea um i desire this woman why don't we give it to our daughters so they can aspire to this woman and like oh, so and it's like a desire aspire do me be me it's like crazy and it's so the story it. it's story was so fun to do um and i mean i kind of confront a topic that really needs to be confronted yeah. and you know and and it was it was a blast to do and it was like the fourth of my series and i was like damn this is getting more fun like oh man like and all the ideas are starting coming out all the research i'm like oh my god i have to do that painting i have so many ideas in my head and so now i'm working on my fifth one Okay. Um, which is going to be, um, so, so the four that you see there, at least to this point or what I'm, what the story I'm telling is those four books are, um, book covers to a bigger story. Okay. So you have match lighting series, um, or the, um, gaslighting yeah, series yep. you have, yep. You've got the equality LGBTQ, you've got, um, the women do me be me like the whole kind of idea of that and then you have the just like the real thing gun violence toys mm -hmm. and how they affect children and so on and so this next painting is actually going to slide as a chapter 
not a book cover, and it's going to be within the Gaslighting series. Okay, interesting. And it's and the uh -huh. chapters are going to talk about actual real life scenarios, not just a a, a global hey. I mean, obviously, um, do me be me is a scenario that we know sure. of. So I'm kind of like busting my own like concept, but the idea is. Um, in the gaslighting series, it's going to be of an ice cream truck, and it's going to talk about how that um, that music, that jingle that we've all loved and listened to, has such a like horrible, horrible background, and where the the racist origins, mm -hmm. and um, where the song was based off of, and hopefully. When I build my painting, I'm going to be able to, I mean, I won't be able to say, hey, this is, you know, like, because that's not how I work, but I'm going to try to drop some hints in the, in the picture. And then I, in my description, I'll, I mean, foundation only gives you like so many words. So it's really hard sometimes <laughs> to be like, ah. but um, this, this is like, or what well, I can even say it here, this is based on, um, on a song, I'm trying to remember what it was called. Um, yeah, it was based, yeah, written by an actor, Harry C. Brown. Um, and and it's based on Turkey and the Straw, which mm -hmm. was based out of Europe. And the words to the this song, this ice cream jingle is, nigger love a watermelon, ha, ha, ha. What? Are you serious? Yes. yes. And so I think, and this I is- I had no idea. Yes, and it's, so why this is it has, that to this day, these ice cream trucks still play this song? Exactly. Well, that's my point. And so what the, so now you have the, like the concept, right? Now let's fast forward. Now let, what, what story am I trying to tell? Well, that's a, that's a, like a global story, right? That's like, mm -hmm. this is racist. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Well now, so that's the element of the, of the painting, which is like ice cream truck. This is racist. Now let's mm -hmm. back up. Now I'm going to tell you a story about what's happening right now right now why what's happening right now in the world that what story am i going to tell about this ice cream truck i'll tell you so the idea of the ice cream truck is it's going to be within this painting and i think it's going to just rotate around maybe once or twice in a circle like all the modelers are doing they're taking their model and they rotate so i'm doing that because i think it'd be kind of funny to rotate this ice cream truck hey hey yeah, yeah. i know what you mean and on the last turn it stops rotating and the paint starts to melt off like ice cream mm -hmm. and exposes an NYPD police truck. Mm -hmm. wow. And the NYP police in 2020 um, would ride, would drive around in their vehicles, their cop vehicles in the middle of the night in Harlem, in black communities and play the ice cream jingle. No way. And so, I mean, I'm not the brightest bulb at times, but I'm pretty sure that's intimidation. And I'm Sounds pretty sure that in 2020, wow. that we are still doing that. So when you say, when so you ask, sad. right, why wow. is the ice cream truck still playing that jingle? Because we are so deeply, systemically still working on racism. Mm. Even though like people like to say that it's, we're all equal. Yeah. Keep telling yourself that. So this is my contribution. And, and this is a really sensitive topic. This jingle, mm -hmm. this message, I'm really trying to be sensitive. I'm not black. I am white. I am, you know, I am a, a white woman that is privileged. 
-hmm. And, but I can't sit around and not try to contribute a message that I know that I can at least make people aware of. And so it's been really, this has been a really, it's like the burning car, similar, but in a different way. I have to be really sensitive to people that will see this, people of color and what might bring up for them. Mm. And because it's such a sensitive topic, Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but I do have, but, but it's like one of those things where I'm like, okay, so I've, I've really had to like, how am I going to portray this message? How am I going to tell this message? How am I going to be respectful and make sure that, um, it's, it's an elegant process or pr- transition and so on. So this is my mm-hmm. next drop, the ice cream truck. Wow. You know, it reminds yeah. me of the saying, um, do lobsters think that fish can fly? And it's the notion that like really it's hard to see beyond yourself and it's art like you're creating here that I think makes that difference. I really think that's amazing. So it's, um, it's kind of, it's crazy. It's crazy. So that that's my drop coming. Yeah. And then I also have a show. I don't know if you've um, checked my posts lately. I have a show coming up. Yeah. I saw that. That it's crazy. (laughs) This is the um, I am meta or is Ohm art? Yes, I'm meta. I'm meta. Um, and I want to just do a shout out to yeah, Jonathan Winbush. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm telling you, he's my mentor. He's he is has been so generous to me and saw something in me when you know I couldn't I I there was no platform that was gonna let me on. Um, you know, the marketplaces, super rare, all of these big groups. I've applied to all of them no one was letting me you know it's like really i mean maybe because i had lack of followers or whatever but you know and and i think it's like you have to be rejected a thousand times and once you get the go let's so many so many people that have been successful this is the process you go through makes you stronger um but then jonathan's like hey tori and i was like hey and you know i have this great opportunity because of jonathan and the wonderful artist i'm super talented and it's a show that's in in it's in the Shanghai Plaza. It's an eighty six hundred square feet second floor. Wow! It's actually going to be a real show slash new marketplace for NFT digital work. Um, awesome location. Shanghai Plaza is a huge spot for you sure. know everything. Yeah, and it's it's uh it's the the talent. The artists that are going to be at this show is like mind blowing. Um, G Monk is one of them. I mean, we have a huge list of of artists that's going to be in 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 this show. Um, they're doing extensive media coverage. Uh, they're going to have on the on the day, which is July thirty first, is when the show opens. They're going to have a physical auction, mm-hmm. and then it'll turn into I think uh, the, um, the online auction. But though I think they're going to have paddles. Like I don't know. This is my and they're going to be like. Hey, NFTs are taking over, man. NFTs are taking over. Isn't that crazy? Right? Like, I'm sorry. In a few years, like, are we going to have galleries that just have the traditional art? I mean, or is I it think, all going to be screens everywhere? You know I what think I mean? we. I think we are. I think what's so interesting is I think we. This is at least for me. We continue to try to separate ourselves as NFT artists, right, or as as the NFT world or the digital world, but we're trying to separate ourselves. But then look. We're like 
everything on this planet, we are human beings. We need tactile. We need to <laughs> see it. We need to be an experience. We can't just experience online. And look, great example, this new, it's apparently the, um, the largest immersive exhibition for NFTs, largest NFT exhibition to date. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, yeah, it's awesome. July I'm 31st, stoked. right? Yes. And I've done three paintings for it. Awesome. And that was a complicated process because so those as aren't you know, minted yet then not minted yet okay no so as you know um i have stories to tell mm -hmm. and going into a show like this the stories can become more complicated mm -hmm. because um they have to be um approved through a process because okay. this show is in china um of course and so i really had to think about what I wanted to talk about because I wanted to not get rejected for my subject matter, which is all important. Because there is a political flavor to it all. Sure, yes. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to, I'm still being careful, I think. I decided to, um, my overlying umbrella conversation of these three pieces, first of all, the three pieces tell a story as a whole. Yeah. They each individually tell a story, but when you put them, lay them out together in the correct order, it's like, whoa, <laughs> they're really telling a story. And hopefully they'll lay them out the way I need them to lay them out. If not, whatever, like, you know, but it'd be really cool if they did. And um, so the first one is the big story. The second one is still continuing to tell a story, but it's a lot more subtle and it's more graphic and or, or it's more abstract. And then the okay. third one is the biggest of abstract where it's just a playful moment and they have sound, which is new for me. They all nice. have sound. Um, and it's my overlining umbrella topic, which there are two topics, but I'll just tell you the one topic because the second topic will be told once the show starts. Okay. Um, and the first topic is about billionaires going to space. Okay. Yeah. So there was that, did you see that clip on Fox where it was showing the billionaires going to space? And then at the bottom of the clip, it was just a screen cap. And at the bottom of the clip, it was talking about how many Americans were evicted that month. <laughs> and so it had billionaires in space, the Jeff Bezos and uh, Virgin Galactic dude, Richard Branson, right? And then there's a lady standing there smiling, talking about this. And at the bottom, you know, the news ticker, yeah, yeah. Uh, so and so many Americans evicted from their homes. <sighs> and I was just like, yeah, that's that's wow. uh, that's it in a nutshell, right there. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah. God, that would have been an interesting underlay of my tone too. But my tone takes um, a different one. So you can find I've posted these pieces on my tweet on my Twitter, mm -hmm. um, and you can find them there if anybody wants to look at and see if they can figure out the message I'm trying to tell. Where um, did you say these were? They're on your Twitter they're feed? On, yep, they're on my Twitter feed. Um, if you, let's see, can you, I wonder if you can go and just scroll. Can you go to my media? Do you have the same tabs? When you go to my page, can you see the media tab on, there's three over? Hmm, let me check. Cause you know, that's yep. how new yes. I am. Yes. Okay, so that's the best way to like, just go right to media don't go through all the tweets and then scroll mm -hmm, maybe mm -hmm. two weeks worth you'll see it's there's a pez there's a pez um space gun okay i'm scrolling you'll, yeah and you'll see um an astronaut 
blue you'll you'll i think you'll know because it's something you haven't seen yet you'll be like oh what's this and they're um it's so, okay interesting i got story. the i've got the polaroids okay. and the okay, oh you already you're already at polaroids i'm too far back aren't i hold on i'm gonna look too maybe this is this this is the stuff you'll have to delete, oh is this right? it here with the, the ice thing yes oh yes, yes. that's okay. the min that's that's the story one that's the okay. main one okay and that one, you know, you can look and kind of deliberate and figure out. And then the next one to look at would be the Pez gun. Mm -hmm. And then the final one to look at is the target. And those, and then when you, those, that's how they would lay out as well. So yeah, you've just fully shown your work here prior to minting. And do you have any hesitancy about that in terms of it being out there in the well, only that you've said it three times and this, those are the, th <laughs> only that you've said it three times in a podcast. I'm like, oh my God, do I need to delete all of these right, right now? Um, I don't think so. Because to me, if anyone else were to mint it, everybody would plainly know, no, this is Tari Bryant's. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I mean, you it know, does it, happen that people fall victim to that where they buy a piece thinking it's someone else's. That's, that's the unfortunate thing, but yeah, you got to do but, your research. You got to look it up this stuff before you exactly and you know i and the way i think of it and maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm totally wrong let's say someone took my stuff and minted it my wife tells me this too she's like is someone now watch what's gonna happen if someone took my stuff and minted it and i then minted mine not knowing it whose mint are they gonna want and, and even if they sell my mint and i've minted secondly to their mint i'm the I'm the artist with the original it's files. You. It's, it's I your imagine name and you're the one, yeah. you're the creator. You know the yeah. I, I, imagine, I guess the only unfortunate yeah. thing being there might be someone out there who pays good money for something that's not actually legit. Right? Yeah, you know what? If that was the only case, I don't care. I honestly don't care. Um, it's you know, it's. I always say it's a bummer, but if someone markets better than me and you know. <laughs> Feels my work and can get more money. Like wow! I just feel I, bad for the buyer. For I feel bad for the collector who bought the yeah. wrong oh, one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That too. That too. Right? Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So. Um. But yeah. So those those are my pieces. Um. And they're, they're beautiful. Very cool. Thanks. Thank you. So yeah. one is this one is painting number two is game. Is that related to this then, or is that something else? Um. What is it of? Painting number two titled Game. Oh yes. Yep. That's part of it. Yep. So there's three yeah. paintings. Yeah. Um, it's so funny. I've titled them and I'm like, what did I title it? Like I'm still <laughs> yeah, trying to figure it out. That. It's like, that's the hardest part. Like when I get a good title, I'm like, yes, but you get so much anxiety trying to mint something that you're like, once I mint it, it's never going to change. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, it, I guess, but it's still there, you know, it's just, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it's fun. The one with the Pez gun and the um the and you can yep. kind of play it and you hear the you know, and then the words that are being you know highlighted and so on. And then mm -hmm. at the end, it kind of these shoots. are beautiful. Thank you. I you know I thought I was only going to get one piece in, um because when I was asked, I thought I only could do one just okay. because I didn't ask any questions. And then mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, sure. And then um, when a contract came, it said up to three. And I had only had this very small amount of time. Like they, it was like a, um, a five day window when I heard wow. about you it because in a five day time span. Well, so I made the thumbnails. Okay. So you had to put the thumbnail pictures 
within the document okay. to send. So I made the thumbnails that you couldn't even zoom in very high res, right? right because right. you it would lose in pixelate. So I had to, when I created my first composition thinking I was doing one, doing that process created several paintings because I was like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, it'd be cool. Oh, you know, it'd be cool. And then, mm -hmm. no, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. And then when I heard I had three, I was like, oh my God, I could do all three. So I compositionally figured out how things were going to be. Okay. And then submitted the thumbnails, which they couldn't zoom in. So they'd never see that it wasn't fully perfect painting. It was more about the, you know, and then when they said resubmit your finals with whatever motion graphics and muse, whatever, those were then done. So I, five days to get the three images to a point where I could say, this is my, my idea and colors and story. And then um, I had time to do them all. And thank God they were there. The final deadline pushed by a week and a half because mm, that final piece that I was you. doing, it saved me. It, and if they hadn't given me that week and a half extra, there would be no sound on any of these. I oh, just okay. had this extra time and I was just like doing my work. And then I'll, on when I wasn't working on that one, I was like, God, it would be great if this one had sound. And I was like, am I ready for that? Okay, I'm doing it, and you know, started going into doing that That's process awesome. as well. So, did yes, you do awesome. all the sound process yourself, or was there some help with that? Or, I um, I got sounds from um, uh, from one of those free sites that's like you know, okay. use and take advantage. Just don't sell the sound on its own. Like you know, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. like robot sound or beep beep boop boop. Yep. And and then I put them into After Effects and you know, cut and clipped and sewn or you know, just like yeah. my paintings. And it was great. It was great. Um, I was scared though. It's very um, exposing when you're not you're not a sound person. You start to respect all of the fields in your field because you're not you're you're this person. You're not mm -hmm. all of these other people. So I'm sure there are sound people criticizing what I put up, and they're like, "Oh God, do you hear that ping pong, ping pang? Yeah, she's a newbie. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But yeah, oh, you know, you're you're putting yourself out there though. That's the cool part." Yeah, right. just trying to, I mean, some things, some things need sound, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to ask you, is yeah. this NFT thing, is this it now? Like you're full on NFTs or are you still I doing am, work with Leica or what? I am full on. Um, I am full on with NFTs and I am, I'm now considering someone contacting me about um, consulting um, or freelancing for a movie that's coming up for 3D printing. Okay. So I'm absolutely open to that. I've also been in contact with Netflix okay. um, because I'm in the field, but I am now full on NFTs right now, at least as a, for, for this very moment. I, that's, that's a nice when feeling, this, right? It's a nice feeling. It's scary. Yeah, it's scary it's, because now it's like, there. there's like money uncertainty, right? It's like yes. when people talk about why they're here, and I try to be very clear and absolutely honest. I'm like, I am here for the money. Like, well, I'm here you're for making the money. A living whether... from it. I mean, there's not the... right. It sounds yeah. greedy when you say it, but the reality is, if it's your <laughs> source of revenue for a living, yeah, yeah obviously yeah. the money matters. Yeah, I'm in it for the money. I'm in it for for. I'm in it for the community, but I didn't start that way because I didn't know there was a community. Right. And when I found the community, I fell in love with them, and I was like, okay, now I'm in it for the community money, and now. I'm in it for collecting the community and money. I'm in it for all three. It's a I'm symbiotic it to, thing anyway, you know. It's, yep, yeah. it really is. And I'm in it to <clears throat> support women 
specifically mm -hmm. to help elevate um, them in the community and to help be a voice if I need to be a voice and, and do what I can do to help us all grow because well, you you've know, onboarded we're a, a number percentage. of women onto foundation too, correct? I onboarded 12 or 13 yesterday, which is huge. Wow, you had that many yeah. invitations? I know people. <laughs> no kidding. I know people. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm having all of these other artists DM me and go, I have some if you need them. I'm like, wow, this could be like a, you know, every Well, that's a bit of a process too. Or... You're curating all these people then. Yeah. And I, I'm not just accepting people, right? I'm mm -hmm. looking at their work, finding mm -hmm. their Instagram, seeing if they have a presence because it's important because there are people out there that say there's someone and they're not, you know? Sure. So you just want to make sure they're real humans. They're not bots. And they're not just trying to collect um, invites too. Farming an invitation that they can sell to somebody else. Exactly. So yep. it's like looking, vetting, and I did. And I, you know what? I spent the whole day yesterday, which I was like, wow, I just spent the whole day doing this. I found, <laughs> I looked at every artist, all their Instagrams. I found work they weren't posting to me. I found work that I was like, this shit's cool. Uh -huh. And so, and I wanted to also send the message to the artists this is what you should be minting. Like just uh, from my own eye and perspective, the stuff okay. that they showed me or a certain artist would show me, I'm like, why are you showing me this? That's no, difficult no, 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 though, no. you know, you know, like- It is uh, so uh, difficult, Like which I had is a why... thing where I had to be submitting some work for a, a, a show and I'm like, they're like, pick five of your works. And I'm like, but how do I yeah. pick five? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's really I know hard. exactly what you mean, which is yeah. why I felt it was really important for me to when I announced them, I would talk to everybody about why I like them. And mm -hmm. I wanted them to hear it too, because I think to reaffirm, they are, they are here because they're talented. They're here because they have beautiful work. And, and I wanted them to know what I saw in their work. And because I have so many DMs of people going, what do I do next? How do I, what, how do I choose all of the insecurities? Right. So sure. I'm, I feel like it's important as a collector, as an artist or whatever to, to say, this is what I like about your work. This is what's so fabulous. And then show them and the world why they're amazing. And so mm -hmm. I, there, a lot of the work that I was pulling up were, were quite deep too. And you could see they're, they're exploring and trying to figure it out. And so if any of these artists were like, I'm not really sure the direction, do I do photography? Do I do music? Do I do poet? Well, this artist and collector is saying, wow, check this out. And so hopefully they'll be like, oh, I was, I was confused on which, but you just said you really like three of this series that I really, you can almost tell when you look at people's work, what they have a passion for. Sure. And that's usually what I pull from. I'm like this. And, and nine times out of 10, when I do that, the artist is like, oh my God, that's my favorite thing to do. And I'm like, well, then why aren't you doing that? <laughs> Like, just do your favorite thing. You won't get burnt out and you'll be happy, you know? So that See, was my problem is I, I, I shift between different things a lot. I, yes. I go, oh, I'm enjoying this and I'll do that. And then I shift to something else and I enjoy that. I like that. Uh, is that And wrong? it's okay. Is that bad? No, it's not bad at all. And that's the thing is like, if whatever you're doing, you enjoy. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing it because you think that's what people want to see mm. that's where you get into trouble because now you're like you get to a point where you run out of, of ideas right well because and that's where if it's it for someone if, else if, if there are people who are kind of entering and they're really trying to get that first sale they might fall victim to that thinking right yeah it's just, what am i going to do to appeal to the masses so to speak yeah and i keep saying to people just paint just mm. paint what you want mm -hmm. and 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 you know i was just 
talking to someone a few days ago. I said, paint what you want and then we'll look at what you have because they really they're like ah, and it's okay like we're all like that we're like oh god what am i going to do and so to to know that there's support you have a friend a buddy system you say hey do you bring all your images we'll look at them we'll talk about them we'll see what you were inspired by and then you know because often and nike does this um so it's important to know often they'll build a shoe and then they'll build their story around what they've created right so right. do your paintings and then build your story around because sometimes you don't even realize what you're doing mm -hmm. until it's done. And then you talk about it and you're like, oh, hey, you know what? What like this story, the um the new paintings I did for Shanghai Plaza. Mm -hmm. I did this whole theme and then I was talking about it with someone and I nearly started crying. And I was like, I am not a crier as a side note. I am just like, I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. that's my life. And I was like, felt really like choked up and emotional. I was like, I had no idea this topic had such a significance to me to that depth. Cause that's, a, that's pretty deep for someone like me to be like, to be choked up and just to be chatting about it casually, having no idea that, that was going to come up. And I was like, oh, so all the topics that I talk about, I can get really emotional about because they really do mean something to me in a mm -hmm. deep level more than you think so when you're doing art whether you know it or not when you start when you take a moment to sit back and then talk about it you're going to realize there are connections that you didn't make because it's a subconscious thing mm -hmm. and to do your body of work and then connect with that work with someone else and talk about it talking about it i think really opens you up to realizing what you've actually intended without even knowing it mm -hmm. that's my that's my advice for today that's awesome <laughs> wow Lots of exciting things going on. Well, and I just, you know, want to thank you for sharing your work hey. here in NFT land. It's awesome. So I, I really appreciated chatting with you. It's been a blast. And geez, yeah, there's more to come. More to come. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, we'll catch up sometime in, I don't know, a few months. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks again. And uh, I wish you all the best with this upcoming show and your upcoming works. And wow, very exciting yeah we'll see what happens dun, 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 to be continued <laughs> awesome thanks a lot take care all right you too thank you thanks again for listening to the non-fungible podcast see you again soon